We need to use our official uh, opener there, hanging up on the big white hook. Exactly. So this opener is interesting because we got this at uh, the Fresno Beer Festival. Ah. And it was and it was being uh, given to us because they were pouring celebration. Their multi their multi year celebration beer that's made out of I don't know hops and barley and malt and water, whatever all those things. Fruit flies. I'm gonna suggest we go like that. Oh yeah, that's a good idea because otherwise we're gonna get blowed out on the. Oh, this is a twist off. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. I gotta keep my hands supple. Uh, right, because of all the things that you have to in, uh, uh, do in your day. Yes. My, you know, well, my mouse callus. I gotta watch out for the mouse callus. I got a mouse callus once. <laughs> Back in the day when one Mac 128s and 512s and pluses had that big fat square hot, brick. Square brick, mouse? but it had the dent on the top. And if you used the mouse all day long, your finger got this, this part, and it hurt. Yeah. And so I ended up re-engineering a mouse so that it had a, um, a pad on the top so that my finger wouldn't get dented. Dented, as it were. Really? You know, why is there a jackhammer on a Sunday? Because we got to keep building. Oh, I know why. Because Cirque du Soleil is... Cirque du Soleil? Well, Cirque du Soleil is coming yeah, back to town. Yeah, they're back to town, so that's why... The jackhammer's going off in the background. And did you see the ice rink at Embarcadero Center? Is uh, it's, it's staying for twice as long this year? Really? It stays in the middle of January and it opens up next week. And I think. Wow. Huh. As you know, water doesn't freeze on its own here, so we have to have this assisted thing. They put. But ice. for any of you guys out there or ladies who have a big crush on Christy Yamaguchi, it's her ice rink. She's Christi, old now, right? Christy Yamaguchi, not old like us, but. Yeah. Well, she's not old like Dorothy Hamill. <laughs> Everyone had a crush on Dorothy Hamill, yes. right? And what? Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan are about our age. Yeah, but I never had a crush on either of them. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan's hot. Still didn't have a crush Those on her. Big, that big horse mouth? No way. Like the big horse teeth? No, uh, when she smiles, it looks yeah. like her head's going to fall She looks apart. like John Elway when she right? smiles. Right, so like, the, like she's like Terrence and Philip, her yeah. head's going to... Ah! Ah! <laughs> Except she doesn't say that. She goes, I skated, I skated. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Tanya Harding, the one place I've never been in Portland is the Clackamas Town Center, which, A, there's a McMinimums in the mall. And that's the mall ice rink where Tanya Harding, I believe, learned to skate. So I was hoping that the McMinimums there would overlook the ice rink. And I could just, you know, imagine sitting around with... Watching skaters skate. Skanky, skanky uh, Tanya Harding. Wannabes? Yeah little girls that use her as a role model and say, I want to be just like Tanya. I'm working my way out of the trailer. Uh, well, all I know is that if you're going to take somebody's knees out, you got to just take somebody's knees out. Not talk about it. Just do it. Wasn't that a South Park episode? Yep. Is that where they got the idea that they travel forward in time, saw South Park, <laughs> and then went back and the crime happened? <laughs> is that how Something that like that, yes. Although the show's been on for 10 years. I know. And I have only seen maybe a couple of seasons of it. Of South Park? Yeah. I'm not a religious watcher That's of the show. That's because we're both poor and we don't have cable. Hey, you guys are pay. I got a friend on the East Coast. She does the best Cartman. I used to do Cartman better back in the day when I was actually watching Cartman. No, you didn't. I sucked at doing Cartman. 
It does suck. <laughs> like John, a, you're right. I'm sure you used to do it better. <laughs> Just like I used to do Beavis and Butthead better. Although your avatar on Brewing Network looks pretty good. It does. It is a <laughs> South Park character. And it it's, does look like you. It is, doesn't it? <laughs> that's, that's the, there's two character generators that I use to generate my character. And one of them is um, the avatar generator for South Park. Uh-huh. And so everybody in the office made their own their own uh, avatars except for one person. And somebody else made her avatar for her. And it looks just exactly like her. <laughs> From a, you know, from a, I was a South Park character. After you did, I went to the South Park thing and tried to make myself a South. Didn't work. How come? Didn't work. Hmm. Doesn't look like me. My my avatar for the, my friend's Weaver looks like me. Really? That's it. Doesn't look that much like me. My other friend. Oh, you know what? Her avatar looks just like her. So avatars on Wii, you yeah. can actually have them printed and sent to you. <laughs> you can also they, your other if your other friend is playing, you can like go to the avatar town when you're not playing tennis or bowling or whatever games they have on Wii and like chat in your little avatar world. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But no, when they print, it's not just printed out and put on a piece of paper. Uh-huh. It's printed in 3D like you're a character. Oh, really? Yeah. So some guy somewhere in China or Japan or somewhere has a has a 3D printer that he just cranks them out, puts I, them in a box and send them, I got sends the, them to you. season four family guy and one of their special added features is talking to the guys who make all the uh, 3D Family Guy toys. Oh, how fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the other, other avatar I did was for The Simpsons. Uh-huh. And so basically uh, you make an avatar, you know, you go through the designer thing. And then as you're walking around in Simpsons Town through the... Through the that would be the Springfield. Fla- Springfield. Your character shows up. It's like inserted into scenes, which is kind of cool. So anyway, I put I made my Simpsons character, and surprisingly, it does resemble me. Yeah, I was kind of amazed. You kind of have to squint. It's like, oh, right. If I was a Simpsons character, that's we would probably both start from a comic book guy. Uh, <laughs> I started with Homer, okay, and went from there. I could start with. Uh... No, comic book guy would be a good place to start, though. <laughs> Problem is, is he's not make ta- him a little bit. More he's s- not tall enough. Oh, you got to. He's he's, he's kind of make, make him a little more. Yeah. svelte. Mm-hmm. That's why I started with Homer because you know Homer's kind of short, and I'm kind of getting shorter. Or start with uh, with uh, Brock, the news guy. He oh seems yeah, like a relatively the, sizable gentleman. Yeah, he's kind of a big dude. Yeah, uh, or his kid with the upside down face. <laughs> you're listening to beer school we're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer there's lots of beers to like some are made right down the street from where you live and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you learn why beer tastes like it does how other styles came about and uh about pumpkin beer (laughs) <laughs> it's been a while, John. It's been a while. No, because like, there's always that throw-in that I throw. You know, it yeah. changes all, every, the, all the uh, all the words, all the verbs, all, all the, the quotients, all the quotients. We can start using mathematical terms. We could, you know, I was actually reading a book yesterday. And all, I all I found out what IBUs actually is. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about that later. Okay. And because uh, I thought it was a really complicated equation, it turns out it has nothing to do with equations. No, it's just sort of like. It's math. It's like magic. Ooh, there's hops. Yep. Oop, there's water. Oop, there's sugar. Yep. Oop, 
there you go. Anyway, um, so kids, we haven't talked to you since September, really. School. So anyway, yeah, it's been. Well, we had a we had the motor call in show. That that's was not a real show. No, that's not a real show. The pre GABF show wasn't really a real show, even though it was. You know, it didn't hit the 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 hour limit. It was half a real show. It was half a real show. But uh, and then we all f- probably scared you with our NPR like sounding uh, show with uh, with Sean O'Sullivan, Mas- Master Publican and Brewer Sean O'Sullivan. Who is working on his ABCs? D E F G. <laughs> B B stands for bronze. B does stand for bronze. You know the IPA tasted like bronze after they got back. Oh. I'm like, mmm, mm, now with the fresh taste of bronze. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to taste like bronze. I would wonder. I always wondered what a gold medal IPA or well, you beer. crack it open, it tastes like chocolate. Oh right, because of the golden ticket that. Perhaps it does. Nice. All right. Well, we've been doing a lot. There's been a lot of festivals. There's been a lot of things going on in the beer world. And I'll just say this. We were busy. <laughs> Actually, I couldn't record any shows because I was distraught after the University of California Golden Bears made it to number two in the nation and then just fell asleep. But the real reason we're doing the show is they won yesterday. So I can come Ooh. back out in public and most of the, the scars on my wrists have healed. Exactly. Well, I do know this. Uh, we're going to be in Seattle in two weeks. We are. So if you're a Seattleite, or, yeah, that's it. Seattleite and want to hang out, we'll be at a bunch of known places. Trader Vicks. We're going to Trader Vicks? <laughs> yeah. In Bellevue. Okay. That's, that's the only set plan that we have. All right. Well, that's kind of like the beginning of that whole idea that we were going to do Beer School Does Tiki Bars. Yes. It's Tiki Crawl Weekend, isn't it? Or is next weekend Tiki Crawl Weekend around here? I think so. Yeah. Ooh, that's we, ugly. Yeah, but that's always fun. Yes. But we've, uh, we've been out on the road. Uh, we had to go to beer festivals and the GABF and... Uh, where was the place I went to? Oh, I went to a wedding, and... That's right. You went to a wedding that that was at Russian River. No, we just met the night before at Russian River and drank a lot of beer. Mm. Well, that's still fun. Yes, and we had good beer on tap at the wedding, too. Wedding wit? Wedding... It was a wit. It was... Uh, no, we had the... I think we had the alt from Magnolia. We had the, uh, the Great White, which is a wit beer from uh, Lost Coast Brewing. We had uh, Boont Amber, and what was the last one? I don't know. A lot of good beer, a lot of good wine, open bar, cocktails. A good old time. Very good. So we're back here. We're uh, we're starting out with uh, Session. Oh, Session, a, a lovely beer from Full Sail. We've had this on the show once before, the Dr. Bill show. He was the guy who introduced us to this beer. Yes. Or at least me. I don't know if you'd ever had it before. But. Oh, no. I'm attracted to things in cute <clears throat> little bottles. That you could probably put this bottle in your mouth. <laughs> it's a little eleven, a little eleven out stubby, made by Full Sail. Uh, they, the local store by me, sells them for ninety nine cents a bottle. These were a little bit more than that. Yeah, that doesn't matter because City Beer does a great job in supplying us with beer. Yes, that we have to pay for. Yes. So let's talk about uh, this fall. We had. Practically every brewery around us making a wet hop beer. It's true, John. What's a wet hop beer? Wet hop beer is beer that's that uses hops that are fresh off the vine. 
they have to pick the hops. Normally, they pick the hops, they put it into a, a kiln to dry them, to preserve them. They get like eighty percent of the moisture out of yeah, them. Yeah, to dry them out so that they, they so that they don't get mold on them and then become unusable. So wet hops have a, a lifetime of about four days after they're picked, and if you don't use them within that much time, they they do they go bad. I you know I sort of believe that FedEx invented the whole wet hop thing. <laughs> I need 60 pounds moved from Washington State to California overnight. Right. Oh, and by the way, this is a <coughs> this is a volatile thing. It will catch on fire if, <laughs> if you uh, if you don't handle it correctly. Yeah, I think it's a FedEx beer. <laughs> All right. Well, so FedEx beers. Um, I went to a festival down at the Bistro. Yes. Uh, the very beginning of the of the wet hop festivals. There were more than one of them in the in the area, and. It's amazing. Okay, so uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So wet hops, um, because they are right off the vine, have a lot of water in them. So a brewer can't just throw them into the beer as if they were the same amount of weighted hops. They have to calculate how much water is in the hops before they can just add them in. Because if they don't know that, then they may not have enough uh, beer water wart in order for the hop to work vice versa you've got extra water so you'd have too much water. oh yeah yeah too much water right right i'm sorry i got um (sighs) i said the right thing i just used the wrong word it's like last night when i told everybody oh yeah it's it's, you're gonna lose an hour of sleep right (laughs) yeah and i was like oh man when do i have to get up tomorrow oh no it's not spring forward spring forward or fall forward. So you, you got to – the brewers have to take into account the, the moisture content of the hops so that when they're making their beer, it comes out something close to what they uh, envisioned right. it would be. So they don't want it to be too bitter, for example. Right. Or too uh, diluted. Yes. Anyway, they uh, they talk all about that on the Brewing Network show where they do a, go on and on and on and on and on and on and on for two and a half hours about wet hop beer making. You know, we're going to have to take beers out of order since we're talking about what hops now. No, we're no, we're still not going to do that. We're not? Okay. No. I, <laughs> that, that beer is going to ruin my palate for the rest of the other beers. Okay. No, it was just on the top. <laughs> it was on the top of my list. Okay. It goes, you saw the list. You I saw the list. You could have changed that. All right. Well, anyway, I'm just going to talk about the festivals. <laughs> okay. So the fun thing about this is that because it's not just the same hop pellets, the same dried hops that everybody is able to buy, you get this these these very different flavors coming out of out of the same hop, um, or or beers that you would normally try from a brewery and go, I know what the profile of this beer is going to be because i know what that brewer does uh-huh and it's totally not anything like anything that you've tasted because you're sort of going blind yeah or semi-blind or semi-blind because the the hop is different it tastes different like wet chinook and wet cascade tastes different than the dried variety yeah um it's more subtle it's more grassy it's more um it's not as hop bitter it's more uh, flowery, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't make it to the, the Bistro Festival, and I didn't make it to the Tornado Festival. Tornado was fun. Uh, but I had a couple of the Tornado uh, a couple of days after the festival. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, it's like going to the festival. I know. Um, Celebration from Sierra was, I believe, the winner of both of those festivals announced by the judges. Celebration or Harvest? Celebration. Okay. Oh, so they did a wet hot celebration too? I don't know. Maybe it was Harvest. (laughs) I got it wrong. No, 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 no. That's right. It was Harvest that won awards on all those, on on both of those because – you know, these guys have been making beers from a wet hop for longer than anybody. Right. It seems to be a new phenomenon of of Just a couple brewing, of years. Just a couple of years. Because it was like, when did the first time I ever hear about the... Probably, I'm thinking three years ago. Yeah, the Hop Rhizome Festival was the first time I ever heard them. Like, okay, that sounds interesting. And this is the first year that Sierra's got their product of, uh, in bottles instead of just draft. Oh yeah, and that's how we'll be having it later in one of the, in one of their bottles. Anyway, um, so all these beers are still around; you can still find them. Uh, but beer being beer, about two months from now, they're going to be gone. Yeah, and this is a beer. I'm going to say this: it's not going to store well. Okay, uh, that's just my inclination that this beer won't get better uh, in a year or six months well also sort of defeats the the purpose to store it because if you're going to the expense and hassle of getting hops that are two days off the vine from a thousand miles away to make your beer or in the case of moonlight and a couple other places mm-hmm. locally oh, where, grown where, hops where they pick their own hops right off they the vines grow their own hops pick them off the vine throw them right in the kettle uh it's something that's meant to be fresh and meant to be this time of the season right. and associated with this time of the season that's why it's called harvest duh <laughs> but uh go try it find a find a wet hot beer they're all over the country right now um actually that's not going to be entirely true the john when have we ever been entirely no i'm show? just saying that <laughs> if your brewery doesn't doesn't normally make a wet hot beer they're probably not going to fly in the hops oh they will sooner or later next year everybody's gonna bug them so tell your brewer hey can you make a wet hot beer for me please please or even better, plant your own hop vines and and make uh, make your beers. They're fun to watch grow. Hops grow amazingly, amazingly fast. It's an amazing stop motion photography thing. All right, next thing. Uh, speaking of harvest, we were at Magnolia last night. Excellent. Pass me the opener, please. Here you go. <laughs> we were at Magnolia last night and. Um, Dave has a he he's always making all kinds of crazy fun beers that are seasonal. And one of the beers that he traditionally makes is a pumpkin beer. And so this pumpkin beer that he made was dark and not not anything like any other pumpkin beer that I'd ever seen. Yeah, it was a big beer. A big, strong, flavorful. It almost looked like a porter. Yes. Big, thick head. Um, the glass that it came in was was made so that uh, lots of surface area, so that the aroma of the beer came off. Uh-huh. And it was it was what cinnamon, Sep- coriander, not coriander, cinnamon, nutmeg, nutmeg. You know I'm horrible with the flavors. I know. 
I'm just trying to remember Biscuity? the rest. No, that's not, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not a spice. But there, was, there were four spices in it, and then there was 100 pounds of watermelon that had been... <laughs> watermelon? Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> pumpkin? Pumpkin? Oh! Maybe 100 pounds of pumpkin there, John? <laughs> Oh, I've been. I am so. You're bust. so brainwashed. I am so brainwashed. <laughs> I just. What's Magnolia's address? Is it five sixty three second? No, it's second. It's second. It's eleven. I think it's eleven ninety eight hate. But it's, it's eleven ninety eight. It's hate and Masonic. Oh shit! Here we are. Trying. And there you go, cursing. <laughs> Keep going. I'm not taking that one out. <laughs> So, so we're at Magnolia. We're having this fantastic beer. It's just, it's, I, it was what seven point eight percent. Yeah, um, gigantic flavor, gigantic body, just delicious. And you know, my experience with pumpkin beers are that they're not very good. They're too pumpkiny. They're something. Something's wrong with them. Well, pumpkin's one of those. Pumpkin on its own isn't really something you get a lot of flavor out of. It's all the flavors more that you associate with pumpkin pie and the spices that go into pumpkin right. pie. So we have um, America's original pumpkin ale from Buffalo Beer from Buffalo Bill's Brewery. In beautiful Hayward, California. The BBB. And uh, they've been brewing this thing for a long time. I think I, this was the very first pumpkin beer that I ever tried. Mm-hmm. And... It would have been like seven years ago. Okay. Something like that. It's nice. It doesn't have, it, it's not the huge dark thing that Magnolia's is, but this is a nice pumpkin beer. And it's once again back around to those pumpkin-y pie spices. Wow, this is good. Yeah. This is, um, okay, so this is more in-your-face spices versus uh-huh. the thing we had at Magnolia last night, which was Barking Pumpkin Ale. Uh-huh. Um, that was more reserved, more malty, more... I think there was more... This is a sort of orangey-colored beer. Yeah. I think there was a lot more body in the base beer that was brewed for the Magnolia beer. Mm-hmm. And so even though you had the same spices, you had a mo- more robust beer backing it up. And so you got more of a blend together with those. Oh, yeah. This is a lighter beer, even though it's you know orangey, coppery-colored, uh, that the spices stand out a lot more. So probably there was more... And You know, we should have stolen the menu... Because um, he put the he put the grain bill on there and he put the the what hop they used. Also, this is the four point nine percent. That was seven percent. So it's got seven point eight. Seven. So that had a lot of alcohol going. Right. Well, too. then you had to have. So that means you had to have a lot of hops to get it there. Excuse me, not a lot of hops, a lot, a lot of, of malts malt to get it there. And this is good. This would this would be something that you can probably find all over California, Washington. No, not Washington. Uh, Washington has Elysian's Big Pumpkin Beer. Oh, yeah. That one's good, too. Yeah. This is... Oh, you can find it in Washington because it's brewed by Pyramid. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I was just looking if uh, Buffalo Bills has a website, but they don't have a... uh, Buffalo Bills has a website. They must, but it's not listed on the bottle. Hmm. But, yeah, it's brewed by Pyramid. I would pair this with something while drinking it. Uh, brownies. Toast. Toast. <laughs> with uh, grape jelly or mm, mixed fruit? No, mixed fruit. <laughs> uh, uh, Halloween candy? No, this could go with some sort of smoked meat. Yeah. Uh, it could go with... 
Oh, you know what it would go good on with what? a with a uh, with a fish that has a uh, pumpkin glaze. Yeah, pumpkin glazed fish. <laughs> Sean Paxton, please phone us right now. We need a pumpkin glaze for a halibut. <laughs> it's the same sort of spices that go with pumpkin pie. So if you imagine you were drinking pumpkin pie, how about this and pecan pie? Oh yeah. Because if it was this and pumpkin pie, they'd just be fighting one another. Yeah. But this and pecan pie, I think, would be nice. Nice. I would like that. Okay, well, we're not going to stop the show and go get pie. I know. Too bad. Pie's good. Mm. Summon a pie. Shape of a pie. <laughs> Form of whipped cream. Ooh! <laughs> oh. Eating them. I was trying to think if I had any... Strange, squashy, vegetative beers at JABF. <sighs> I don't remember. It's kind of a blur, right? That wasn't really a blur. It's like all the beer festivals. It's a, the ones that really stand out are the are uh, was the Berliner Weiss from Notting Head in Philadelphia. I really like that. Uh-huh. It's also. I could be wrong out of the 1,800 beers, but it was probably the only Berliner Weiss there, or at least one that actually tasted like a Berliner Weiss. A lot of the, I'm not going to say obscure because they're not obscure in Germany, but some of the less, some of the beer styles that are less known to Americans are just butchered sometimes. I mean, the stuff that people pass off as Kolsch, Mm -hmm. ugh, he said. But, ugh. There's a face that goes with that, too. Yeah. This is podcasting. Um, so. uh, the question is, from an American point of view, most people don't know what these styles are supposed to be. So Berliner Weiss, a Kolsch, uh, an Alt. Alt is roughly Anchor's team. Kolsch is... A lot of places make something that's sort of a blonde that they call a Kolsch sometimes, but there's a lot more to a Kolsch than that. Part of it, I think, is the water. I don't know. But a Berliner Weiss is a very dry, little sort of soury beer that in Berlin, where it's really hot in the summer, mm-hmm. you mix with syrup. Mm. And um, it's light in alcohol. It's a little bit sour. but And it's the, it's the perfect antidote to when you're wandering around a beer festival drinking IPAs and stouts and big fat beers uh, to have the, the, the Berliner Weiss. And Notting Head, I, I was to the pub once about a year and a half ago, and all their beers, are, they make really good beers there. And Notting Head refers to sort of like bobblehead dolls that they have, and the, their sort of mascot or their icon is this goofy-looking guy, Notting Head, which is different from Edward Scissorhands. Hmm. So um, did you have a plan when you were at GABF? Not at all. So you didn't say, today is going to be IPA day. Today oh, no. is going to be foot beer day. It was, uh, you know, search out Triple Rocks beer. Search out um, Chelsea Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Brewing beer out of uh, Chelsea Beer's Brewing out of New York. Go see my friends there, see who else was around. Um, I don't think I even stood in line for New Claris. Um, you, you have a new opinion about this now. No, I don't think it was my opinion. I think it was somebody else's opinion. All right, but you Could heard... Could you actually drink a pint of New Claris beer? I don't know. We've never had a, a whole pint of New Claris <laughs> beer. And specifically, the the uh, 
the raspberry or the cherry. Right. Because we always have one bottle, and we everybody gets a taste. Everybody gets three ounces, and that's it. And you're like, oh, this is really, really good. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, but we don't get to see how it changes over a, uh, 20 minutes of drinking it. We don't get to – you know, we've never done that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I'm sort of averse to long lines. I'm a really lazy festival goer. Oh, here's a short line. Oh, for a reason. Uh, <laughs> it's it, just like I say at the OBF. It's a it's a gigantic bell curve. Mm-hmm. There are very very few beers at one end that are outstanding, and there are very few beers that are undrinkable. And in the middle, there's just a lot of uh, okay. No, I mean we got we got into this problem before. We can talk about what <laughs> what one expects to taste when they have something that's called an IPA. Okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> Serious. Right, so the yeah. I, the idea of so there's if you go to the um, BJCP, the Beer Judge Certification Program, uh-huh. all of the styles are defined as to where they are, where they should be alcohol wise, where they should be taste wise, color wise, all of that stuff. Every one of the, the beers, the hundred and forty known styles of beer that they that they try to put a beer into from a judging point of view right it's all defined and so if you pick up an ipa you expect certain things to happen right with with regards to mouthfeel with regards to the way it smells the way it tastes the way that it's over your overall impression of it which is why every single brewery in the united states has a pail or has brewed a pail Right. Because everybody knows what a pale ale tastes like, or everyone knows what uh, an amber ale tastes like. You kind of have an expectation of, okay, this is the style as defined by Bass or as defined by um, Full full Sail, for example. You know, you you look at that board and you go, okay, I know what that's going to taste like. And so there's variance within that profile that make the beers interesting to, to try, but at the same time, you don't want to, you can't call a pale a pale and have it taste like super hoppy. Yeah, most of the time, unless somebody's just screwing around. Right, unless somebody's not brewing to style. I mean, I, I, I believe that I could take a glass of Lagunitas Pilsner, put it next to something that was an IPA from let's just throw out a random st- Missouri. Okay. It's in Missouri or Arkansas. Put those two side by side and say which one's the IPA and you pick the log and it's Pilsner. Yeah. Um and you can sort of go up to No, you have to explain that why that is. More hops. Oh, so the Lagunitas Pilsner has got more, more hops <laughs> than the IPA from Arkansas. <laughs> or just the whole way the beer is constructed. There's a lot. Maybe it's not. It, it's also the balance of the the malt and the hops. Mm-hmm. A Pilsner is going to be not that. It's going to be a relatively thin, light beer, not that malty. And so if you've got hops in it, you're going to be tasting a hoppier beer. Whereas if somebody's maybe has more, more IBUs, but it's also maltier, and it feels like a sandbag on your tongue when you're done with it. You're going to perceive the sort of you're going to perceive more of the hops in the lighter beer than the, than in the heavier beer. Sugar does that. I mean, I could walk I, I could walk up to places and go, uh, let me try your IPA just for you know. Usually, at those places I would go for 
a strain. They do different different styles. That, you know, like some really good brown ales, mm-hmm. or um, experimenting with some sort of fruit or something like that. Because everybody has their strong suits. You don't end up the GABF and putting your time and money into this if you don't care about your brewery and what you're doing. Right, right. Well, and, and there's there's a big. Co- I mean, it is a tr- it is a trade show. So there's cost in shipping the beer. There's t- cost in keeping people there, uh, housing, right. food, um, their admission. Well, no, that that comes with your your uh, your brewery entry, but um, and the free hat you get and the free hat <laughs> exactly. But there's there's a cost in, involved in all of that. So you're not going to take beer that doesn't work or beer you don't believe in, right? If you Especially if you're chasing a medal. If you're there to chase a medal, then you are there because you've been there a couple of years and you know what judges and the people and all that, what they're looking for. Uh Otherwise, I mean, well, that's what Shano has talked about. Exactly. All right, pumpkin beer's gone. Uh. Um, You know, here's the thing. At the end of this, it's been, I finished mine a little while ago. And I don't like the way it's sitting in my that that it's finished. I want to drink something else. What would you like? John? Or I would like to eat some chips, but we don't have chips, and we can't have chips on the show anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why our high-paid broadcasting style and image consultant was against that idea. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do I pop the next in line? Yeah, um, speaking of spicy beers. You know, every year this one's a winner. I'm excited. This is the beer that I don't mind seeing early. This I, I had my first uh, taste of this probably about five or six days ago. And it is one of my perennial favorite Christmas beers. I'll hold it up for the camera. Sierra Celebration Ale. Right on. Um, it's <laughs> It's just, you know... Our favorite term, good. <laughs> it's good. And this is a beer that you should really be able to find most places because Sierra gets out most places. Sierra Pale Ale. And their celebration is just fantastic. And when you start to get into the into the Christmas beers that have been or the holiday beers that have been around for uh for years now, um it's just another flavor of the season. It'll be another probably four weeks until Anchor's Holiday comes out. All right. The beer that... Although, when are we weaseling our way into Industry Night? November 13th. Okay, good. Yeah, we get to go hang out. Is that a Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Yum. John's looking at the beer. John's staring down the beers. He's not just looking at it. He's staring it down. Wow, this is really good. <laughs> no, I didn't like this last year. Really? No. Well, they vary the recipe from year to year. Okay. I've never noticed that. A little bit of more coriander, a little bit less pine needles, a little bit more orange bark, bark twigs. twigs, different rocks. Boogers. <laughs> it's true, people. They make, you know, they have somebody cough on the yeast so that... <laughs> I so that the yeast years. mutate again. Uh, no, this is a this – uh, uh, so the thing with holiday beers is a lot of them have too much something in them. 
it's and like, it's always some, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just too much of yeah, it. Yeah, you could have just said a lot of them just have too much. And you're, uh, you know, I I don't like it to be like I feel like I want to scrape my mouth out with whatever flavor that's in there. I David, I've dated girls who gave me that that feeling. Just want to scrape yeah. out my mouth. I'm um, not even going to <laughs> image that David. in my head. Word um, out to, to Icky Vicky. Um, <laughs> that's your first clue should have been that her name was Vicky, and her second clue should have been her nickname. <laughs> uh, but um, and other places just sort of like do a big hoppy beer, but the big hoppy beers seem to have moved to other places for different celebrations. But Sierra just sort of sits there and it's delicious. He says before. This is gonna go really this is gonna go really well with chocolate. It's gonna go well with uh Christmas cookies. Big piece of meat. Big piece of meat. This would go this is the same sort of this would go stuff this would go well with um, the prosciutto platter. Stuff that red wine would go well with. Oh yeah. It's it's bitey, it'll cut through stuff. You could even I usually beer and pasta is not a pairing that I like. Pasta is usually red wine, but this would go well with pasta because it's got that that bite to cut through the the heaviness of the the pasta. <clears throat> um, Beer school has a holiday Christmas party coming up. Do we for reals? You haven't even sent me this memo. Just found out about it yesterday. Okay, it's a uh, it's either a Monday or Tuesday night. It's the f- December the fourth. Okay, six o'clock or seven o'clock, something like that. We're gonna roll through Christmas. Ah. Uh. That's where the uh, sounds of the jingle bells go. Okay. No, I'm not going to produce in that. I'm just going to. I have to go look at. I have to go look at the time on the the timeometer to find out if that's right. Uh, all right, Christmas beer. So, what is this, is this your favorite Christmas beer, or you know? Years ago, my favorite Christmas beer was Jolly Roger. R the Jolly Roger. That was a long, oh, long time. Because that was a skull. It was a skull and crossbones. Jolly Roger. It was a skull and crossbones with a with a like a smiley, with, with, with a, a Santa hat on. With a Santa hat. I I love the logo. <laughs> um, I like this. I usually like Anchors. Anchors just one of those things that they taste like Christmas, no matter what they do to the recipe that year. Right. Um, and. Different breweries are uh, hit or miss on what comes up. A lot of people vary the recipe every year. So what I liked in 2005 may not be what I like in 2006, may not be what I like in 2007. Right. Um, but no, this is this is totally a standby because when you're eating all the heavy food at Thanksgiving and Christmas, this is a great accompaniment. Here's uh, this, would be, this would go great with, with, uh, with, tea day, with tea day dinner. Yeah. This would go good with turkey. This would go, you know. With the cranberries, have, it, with it, the with the corn salad, with the corn salad, corn salad. Where'd you grow up? <laughs> we ain't never eat no corn salad in California. Nebraska. Yeah, corn salad. Well, you have to husk the corn first. Yeah, it's, well, it's basically cream corn. That's corn salad. Yeah. Uh, well, My sister's mm- promising again this year to do something she didn't do last year, which is to get a gigantic turkey thigh and prepare it like a stuffed pork loin. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, so we're trying to work. Got to work on that. And uh-huh. shout out to Jeff, who is one of our bigger fans. My brother-in-law, 
and of course Michelle's mom and Jill and oh of course Jill <laughs> and uh you what's his name our oh, biggest fan no, from No 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 I have I have this written down <laughs> Where did that go I'm just pissed off there was no video rolling when that when that meeting came about I have the uh I have the notes from this as I shuffle through all GBF was fun Denver was fun I had all sorts of strange meats. I can uh, <laughs> let you know that I really, really like buffalo. Buffalo I could eat any, every day. I was not that wild about elk. Elk was grassy and not that flavorful. And I had Rocky Mountain oysters. Those, How many of them? Uh, they were sliced up and prepared. So uh, God, That just I, sounds wrong. They were they No, were good. I mean, like, they I know that, but good. sliced up? Oh, yeah, sliced up. And the yeah. I'm not slicing them up. <laughs> I'm not putting in, I mean, I, all right, well. Went to the, I think it was the Buckhorn in Denver, Denver's oldest restaurant or oldest liquor license. Um, went to a big steakhouse up in Kittredge, up in the hills. Went to the Chop House. Went to Falling Rock a couple of nights. Went to some other places. Um, had a beer at the airport. Went out to Boulder, uh, rode a bus, saw a train, got on an airplane. <laughs> but uh, GABF, I got I got to say, if you've listened to Beer School for long enough, you know that every year I will go to OBF. I'd say I can do GABF about once every five years. That's my, you know, how much you like it? Uh, about once every five years. It's just big. It's just big. That is true, John. I can't comprehend the 1,800 beers. I can take in, you know, about the 80-something or 90 that they have at OBF. Well, at the Wet Hop Fest uh, at Toronado, uh-huh. you know, there was 25 beers. Yeah. There's no way you're going to get through 25 beers. Right. And at um, at the Bistro, there was about the same number. Yeah. And once again, uh, you know, after about... after another about, Bistro thing next weekend? Yeah. You know the Hayward Chamber of Commerce. They must give Vic a big award. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so everybody, it, everybody leaves. You know, every every area you live in has got a town that you know everybody's sort of like eh, whatever. And you leave the bistro every time you go downtown Hayward. No, really, you're like arguing with friends. It's really nice. It's nice. Yeah, you wouldn't believe mm-hmm. it, but it's nice. Exactly. I was always impressed. There's a creepy Raiders bar right down the street. And Buffalo Bills is half a block up on the other side. A tip for everybody going to a festival at the Bistro, if you really got to go to the bathroom and the line's too long for the porta-potties at the Bistro, just walk up to Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah. And if they ask you, hey, you didn't buy a beer, what are you doing here? Just say, beer school sent me. (laughs) We'll buy you a beer. (laughs) Yes, just find us. Exactly. That's that's the... uh, I'm five foot foot, uh, six and have red hair. I'm uh, about the same height. And I look like Homer Simpson. <laughs> Actually, if you if I'll post my avatar. Yeah. If you find, you'll know what I look looks, like. Looks yeah. just like you. It does actually. Actually, I'm I'm on the uh, I'm on the official photo page for the JBF. You are. And I believe that I'm wearing. I didn't send you that link. Oh, I got that. Uh, I, I believe I'm wearing my beer school shirt. Yes, you are. <laughs> and yeah. a watermelon weed hat. Got to wear the watermelon pumpkin hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I can't find that guy's name. That's yeah, okay. He knows who, who he is. 
Mm. Oh, Christmas beers. Uh, oh, I gotta so, tell you, no, no, any, wait. If any of the hot chicks who were GBF and wanted to take pictures with me and took pictures with me, send the pictures back so we could see them. Yeah. Yeah. Hot chicks, send motors pictures back. There was back. one with me and Nico and these two hot chicks that, and we're like, we even gave them our cards. Please send us the picture. Look, we're here with hot chicks. That's cool. Yeah. I wonder what Nico's wife would say. Eh, she's probably used to it by now. She's in surgery all the time. Uh, it doesn't matter. So, uh, oh, I was going to say, we had uh, two year ago, 21A holiday spice ale. Indeed. Yesterday, at uh, while we were hanging out, uh, teaching friends to brew day. You're going to kill two topics at once. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that oh. I have to put the context of, why, of where we were. Because it was a mini beer festival. It was really cool. So we had all these things that Sean O. brought from his fridge. It's what was in Sean's fridge. It was fridge. one fridge that wasn't recorded. I, I uh, took pictures of all the stuff because we were all too spread out, and we weren't really talking about beer. We were just talking about stuff. Uh, we had a five-year-old Chimay that rocked. and uh, But then we had f- uh, two-year-old Christmas beer that Sean O had made and it was weird because I remember this beer being really spicy in a good way. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't just over the top spice because of the way they make it. They go to um the Rainbow. Airy, the Airy Fairy grocery hippie, store. Hippy dippy grocery store. Hippy dippy gro- grocery store that has all of the spices in the in the bins, fresh. And if you're a real chef, even though it's 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 a strange place, but if you go and you can get anything you want there, yeah, except meat. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's always one of her dreams of what she wants to do is she wants to open a butcher shop next door to Rainbow. Grocery. Oh yeah, and she goes, I'd clean up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not a, I I don't normally like to go to Rainbow because there's Rainbow tax that uh-huh. you have to pay, and there's like. Four homeless people that are always standing out going, give me your change, give me your change, give me your change. I'm like, Ugh. all right. So, And then as you're walking to the car, there's another guy. And then as you're leaving out the driveway, there's another. And this are all strategically placed all around this thing. To, but anyway, to, you go there and you get spices. To go get. there and you get spices. And they, they smell them. And they compare them. They put them together. And they come, <sighs> they come up with what, the, what they're going to throw into the boil. Right. So two years ago, this beer was really good. It was probably my favorite of all the spiced things that I had tried. It just was. It was just that good. And they put it in twenty-two ounce bottles, and I bought a bunch of them, and I sent them around to my friends that are in other parts of the United States. Brought some back to uh, to Christmas. I mean, I was like committed to this beer, right? But it didn't taste anything like two years ago. It's like all the spices either fell into the bottom of the bottle. Or they evaporated out, or they they disappeared. Right. It was it was like drinking uh, a a bad pail. It was strange, and you know it was like not anything like what I wanted. But, uh, but it was just fun to be digging through stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, and there was, it, you know, it was like some unmarked stuff. Oh, the the funny one was the. The beers that came from the East Coast that somebody had given to Sean. 
Okay. It was an IPA. It was from that. Oh yeah, from the bed and breakfast place that in had a Vermont in Vermont that had a four barrel brewery. <laughs> I'm like, look, Sean, there's a. Well, we didn't know that until I said, look, there's an 800 number. We should call them. Yeah. So we, so they, we, well, we need to paint a better. We need to paint right. a better picture of what we were doing. Well, okay. So here's the thing: we're brewing beer in the backyard. So brewing beer, if you backyard though, this is the wait. I was gonna say. Okay. Brewing beer in the quiet. backyard of Elizabeth Street Brewing. Now, Elizabeth Street Brewing is is uh, with Richard and Allison, and they have a little kid whose name is Addison, who was br- driving her truck around or her car around the whole the whole afternoon. And I was making faces at her. It was a fun day. So um, while we're while and so if you've never brewed beer before, it takes about. Roughly three and a half hours to a bat for one batch of beer to get made from the beginning of from the beginning of I'm starting to I'm dumping it into the fermenter and then there's cleanup after that. Sean had a had a great metaphor. He goes, "It's like flying. It's like flying coast to coast. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of activity at the beginning, a lot of boredom in the middle, a lot of activity at the end." Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. And the boil over was a little bit exciting. See, I missed that. That was the the first batch, right? That was on the second batch. No the extract. The extract boiled over. Yeah, when we threw the hops in it. I don't remember any of that. Well, the, the half hour hops. We threw the hops in and went, and then the then the stove wouldn't light again because it would doused with beer and it was really hot. Um, all right. So anyway, Sean brought all these beers, and so while we're watching water boil. <laughs> um we were we were having this mini beer festival. Um It was just a fun time. So um and Richard uh aspires to open a real pub, but in his basement of his home He has a real pub. He's got a, a real pub that was featured on Home and Garden TV where they came in and did a makeover. Yeah. Wow. His wife had Okay, guys, here's who we aspired to marry. Uh, <laughs> you're out of town on business, your wife gets a TV network to come in and make over your garage and do your own little pub. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So, and and the thing is, is it turns out it's a really invitingly fun place that I never want to leave. Yeah. Like the only thing so you know how we can't play dice anymore on the bar of we never no, could. of Nova? Oh, I, don't, I never go to All right. Nova. Well, before it was Nova, it was Infusion. We used right. to play dice all the time with with NASA John and a, a cast of hundreds. Sam. Sam. All girls named Sam are, are hot. It's a role. Yeah, and how come we never hooked up? So, anyway, um, long story short, new owners show up. We can't play dice anymore. They don't want to – they don't want – their bar to have the little dice dents in them. You know, doing that is more weight than a die. I know, but the little edges of the die go smack. Because when you take the thing and go, smash them down. That's why we all have to go to Triple Rock. We can play dice at Triple Rock. True. True that. All right, true that. Uh, all right, teach your friend to brew day. Really fun. We brewed two batches of beer. We did five gallons second, and we did ten gallons to start off. Um, the difference between them was that for uh, both of them were partial mash brews, so that means that there was some grain involved, but not the all of the. Uh, there was a, a malt 
that got malt extract that got put in right uh, as part of it. So not a big deal. Just that was the way that these beers got made. Um, we made a, a stout and a beer that was a clone from Anderson Valley, a Boont's beer. The stout that he had on draft, the milk stout, was amazing. It's really good. Yeah, that beer got brewed three weeks ago. No, a month ago. That was good stuff. Yeah, that was that was good stuff. <laughs> and uh, so let's see. Oh, so then there were like a dialing dialing the the. So in the middle of this, we're looking at the label on this, and it has these numbers. Oh, we're back around to these coast. Yeah, we're back around to these coast beer. So it had these the the uh, the day or not the month. And the the month and the, year. and the year, but the year only went up to two thousand. So we were like, "Hmm, what? What? When exactly was this beer made?" So then somebody found the the. Uh, it was right on the front. It was, it was right, right on the. It was right on the. It was like, "Oh, hey, there's a number we can call." On the middle of the main label at yeah. the bottom in the front, it said eight hundred whatever. So we called them, or actually Sean O called them and said, "Hey, we have this beer, and we're trying to figure out when it was made." And it was the innkeeper who answered the phone, who didn't, and it, and who was, didn't know. It, right now, it's really hot in the studio. Um, it's November 4th. Yeah, Yesterday, it was 70-something degrees yeah, in San Francisco. It's like 85. Yeah. It, it, and so we're here, and I'm trying to imagine what Vermont is like, and I just assume. It's 12 you know, degrees there I right now. I used to like uh, Newhart. <laughs> Hi, Bob. And uh, was it called the one where he was the innkeeper in Vermont? And so I was just assuming, you know, Sean was calling that that in that Bob Newhart. Did. Yeah, it probably was. He was probably talking to Bob. He was talking to the what were, were the three guys? Daryl. 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 <laughs> He's probably talking to one of the Daryls. Anyway, so after we after that phone call, everybody was like, you know, I really want to go to that inn. Like, let's get let's let's find the jet and get the corporate jet and fly out. Yeah. So then there was the question of who had a corporate jet that would take us. Damn. Why don't we know the Google guys? They have a jet. They have another jet. They don't like beer, though. Maybe they'd loan us their jet. Mm. Larry and Larry and Sergey, please let us borrow the jet. Yeah, anybody who works at Google <laughs> and uh, listens to the show, if there's a sign-up sheet to borrow the jet, could you put us on there? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. We'll, the we'll sign up sheet we'll, for the tomorrow oh, the jet, yeah. we, and we'll get your beer. We'll bring it if you if you can fly someplace in the Google Jet. We'll donate a, co- a keg of beer for the flight. We'll get kegs of beer. Don't overpromise. I'm not promising which kegs we're going to get. Okay, but here's the thing: we have to be able to bring our friends along. Well, that's I don't why we need friends. I have to be able to bring my friends along. <laughs> And some of my friends are brewers, and so they will bring us kegs. Hey, that's a good idea, John. Richard would want to go. He's got kegs of beer. We'll just make one before we have to before we go. Okay. All right. We'll make you beer. How about that? Um, teach a friend to brew day. Really fun. I recommend that. And there's video of that out there. There is somewhere. I haven't. Um, it got flung out to the internet into the intercom, but I haven't seen it yet. I haven't looked. Yeah, because I was like, let's just go have beer. That was the other thing about the end of of teach a friend a brew day. 
So I had this this whacked palette. It was everything was like in conflict with itself. Oh yeah, we had to go clean out. That's why we went to McMillian. Yeah, proving ground. had proving I was ground. Like, hey, what's oh, pumpkin beer? Why did we go to Magnolia anyway? Oh right, to buy tickets for the big for the big rock and roll show tomorrow night. Ten years of Magnolia. Congratulations, Magnolia. Only two dollars a year. That's making that party seem really cheap. Because <laughs> it's twenty bucks to get in. I don't know what that includes, but just getting in, I think. I'm making Bugs Bunny faces. I don't know what to expect. It was kind of last. It's a jam band show. It was kind of last minute on the on the uh, the whole thing. I mean, we didn't even know about this until a week ago, right? But Magnolia, uh, everybody's favorite brew pub in San Francisco that isn't located on Second Street, is uh, it's their tenth anniversary. And besides all the stuff they're doing at the brewery, they're renting out one of the medium-sized venues in San Francisco. The Great American Music Hall. And throwing themselves a party with the, the what, the Great... The Everyone Orchestra? The Everyone Orchestra. Yeah, which makes me laugh. I'm like, does that mean that everybody who's at the party gets a kazoo and we all jam at the same time? Because <laughs> <laughs> that... your glow sticks and your hula hoops, maybe, and your that would wings. be fun. And my ukulele and my... So we had to go over there to buy tickets. So we went over there to buy tickets and then... It seemed like a good idea to have an I, a proper IPA. Yeah, to flush out everything from our system. Because yeah. we had uh, what's widely regarded to be the best beer in the world by all the beer nerds on the beer boards. Oh, what uh, is that beer? West Veteran uh, 12 and West Veteran 8. And we had a bottle of each. We had a bottle of each. We are like, there's just not something I didn't here. Well, the 12 I liked. The 8 didn't do anything for me. And there are all these people slashing their wrists right now. And I might and it might have been because it might have been because we had that rocking five year Chimay beforehand. Yeah. That that was just that was off the hook good. It was just so smooth and so balanced out and it was everything I want in a in an accident. Yeah. <laughs> smooth and balanced. <laughs> don't let the smooth taste fool ya. I don't know much about that beer. I mean, you know, it had been sitting out for a while. You know, it had warmed up a little bit. Maybe it needed to be served warmer. Because I've had that beer so what, at the, like, place across the street from the Abbey. Completely different. So it's traveled, the stuff that we had. Oh, yeah. Because we're out in West Flanders. Don't know how old it is. You know, when we get the picture section going, I'll put up my pictures of standing in front of the Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> the sign that says we're out of everything because they have this sign by the driveway. It's like out, out, out. That's uh, good for them. Out, out, out. Good for them. And then that was when we had the pumpkin beer, which leads us back to doe, a deer, a female. No, deer. no, that's how that song goes. No, it's go. doe the stuff, doe the stuff that buys me beer. Me, the guy who drinks the beer. Ray, the guy who sells me beer. <laughs> uh, what's I thought the, it was a poo. Which leads us back. Or is there some secret beer store on Simpsons that hasn't been animated yet where Ray works? Mo, the stuff. the Ray, I don't know. That's how the song goes. Look it up. Uh, which leads us back to Wet Hops. Yes. 
So right now, <laughs> relative to other Sierra Nevada beer, we're drinking the Sierra Nevada Harvest, which is their wet hop beer. And it doesn't taste like Sierra Nevada at all. No, not at all. It, and it does taste grassy. It sits grassy on your tongue when you're done with it. I like it. I do, too. I like it more than you like it. I like it more than you like no, it. No, no, I like it much more than you. know how much I like it? I like it this much. I like it this much. I like it while I'm talking. You know why I like it? Because there's more. Because it's good. <laughs> um, this This tastes... The same in the bottle as it does out of the tap. It's true. I mean, out of the, out of uh, on the draft. Um, Ninety six. They did their first wet hop beer, which is credited as the first wet hop beer in America. Wow. In like a century, because I'm sure that some brewer somewhere was experimenting with wet hops. Eight thousand pounds of hop. Went into this, not into this one bottle, but into eight thousand pounds of hops went into that That's batch. That's almost four tons. That's a lot of hops. I hope that they're going to be able to do wet hop beer next year because of the whole uh, hop problem. Yes, and the grain problem because all these losers are going out and buying eth- ethanol. We're to make everything out of corn. Right. We're going to make everything out of corn. No, we're not going to make everything out of corn. Um, I was just reading there's a – they're renewing the farm subsidy bill. Okay. And uh, there was a really interesting proposal (laughs) that would have straightened out all the things with the farm subsidy bill and, like, try to direct uh, subsidies into healthier, better-grown things rather than just giving it to – and I don't think that's happening. Because it's another place where everybody's allowed to give out their own little bit of pork to whatever's grown. Right. And California gets, I think, the most farm pork of anyone, especially for rice, which is really good to uh, produce in a really hot climate and, mm-hmm. and cotton. Um, but uh, I guess we're going to keep on subsidizing corn so we can take grain out of production and barley. Because you can't make ethanol out of barley. You know, it's a sad moment when we when we try to prop things up with a government subsidy. Yes. Because if it doesn't make money anyway, then why are you subsidizing it? Why are you doing it if it's not going to work? And in the case of ethanol, where you're basically going to take an iffy crop anyway, right? Corn is a finicky It's a finicky bastard, right? If it rains too much, it doesn't grow. If it's too hot and there's not enough rain, it won't grow fast enough. If it's if there's no rain and it's too hot, then the then the plants die. Um, They they're prone to insects. They're prone to disease. They're prone to all the stuff that you know will kill this crop. And part of the problem is is that you don't have the diversity within the fields. Yeah. So now what you're going to do is you're going to say, oh, we're going to use a cash crop for fuel. So you basically rejigger the corn so that it makes more sugar, not for the animals, but because you, you're, you're going to be able to distill it, making an even more violently susceptible crop to the elements. It's not, it's not a smart thing to do. Yeah. 
Unless you're making money doing it. Right, unless you're, unless you're being subsidized to do it. The other problem that happens is, is that let's say that we find out 10 years from now that this whole overproduction of corn was the wrong pathway to, to fuel to our fuel problem. You think so? I think so. <laughs> I think this is – well, look, here's the thing. We have, we have, well, what, we have I, a town in Tennessee that has no water. Right? There's a water truck that, that brings people water, and they come and get their buckets, and they fill the stuff, and they take it back, and they use it, and that's all the water that they get. Uh-huh. Corn is a water-dependent thing, and it doesn't grow without either rain or irrigation. Well, to get really far off track, we were watching, um, during the pre-show, the commercial came on for, what is it? It's... The, the Ford Hybrid SUV. Oh, yeah. Why are you hauling all this mass around? Yeah. If you need to move two people around, uh, don't pat yourself on the back because you're doing it in a hybrid SUV. Right. And as we all know, the, if you really if you want the most fuel-efficient car there is, easiest on the environment, get a Rabbit diesel. Yeah. They're better than a Prius. <clears throat> what do they get, like 50 miles? They get, miles? like, 60. 60 miles 60 a gallon. 60 miles to a gallon on diesel. Anyway, and yeah. we sell them in Europe, and Europe's a lot more testy than we are. Germans are cleaning up on solar power and all sorts of, and like garbage digesting plants and mm-hmm. things like that. There's lots of ways. So to, the Germans let you drive diesel rabbits around. They might, they got to be good for you. There's lots of ways to get power, and I do not believe that one of them is to get is to grow it in the ground. You know, you can, um, you know, I can tell a diesel rabbit how their tail's black. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it back around to where everybody expects it to be. <laughs> all right, my editorial aside. Yeah, so damn it, they're going to make they're going to take all the grains away because they want to they want to burn them in a, in a combustion engine that's wildly out of date and screw up the uh the market for the raw ingredients for beer. Right. And that's why we care about this. If you've sort of if we've lost you over the last 7 or 8 minutes. <laughs> oh, speaking of 7 or 8 minutes, Last night at Magnolia, there was a guy who obviously never listened to the Rockstar Bartender episode. He had a problem. He had a problem, tell A, telling time, <laughs> signaling his bartender correctly. Yes. He was basically holding up his hand, waving, waving it like a pendulum, like, oh, notice me. Oh, <coughs> notice me. And uh, his issue was he wanted to pay because he wanted to leave. And when he first started acting up and making noise, I looked at him and I said, you got two-thirds of a beer left. She's probably paying attention to the fact that you've got two-thirds of a beer left. You've done with your food. She's not paying attention to the fact that you have a 20 on the bar. And he was can't just being see the, rude. Can't see the 20. Yeah, and he was a being – actually, he was beyond being a rude. He was a dick. <laughs> no, he was. And he so, was. So he, he just – I've been trying to pay for half an hour. So take out my iPod. Put it in the timer mode, and he does this for two and a half minutes. That's the length of time that he had been trying to pay. Yeah. Yet he was like, I've been trying to pay for half an hour. Like, dude, you got here half an hour ago. You had a pint. You ordered another one. You got some calamari. Yeah. That's not half an hour trying to pay. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure in that, that chopping bag he had, it was probably a Homer Simpson bong. Yeah. And he or, thought that was the coolest thing he ever saw. Or a hookah. A Homer Simpson hookah. God, hookahs. They're kind of fun. Once, <laughs> once. Now, there's a there's a smoke at yourself hookah bar on Polk Street. 
There's a smoke it yourself hookah store on hate. Really? Cons I'm on. There's a hookah bar on hate. Who'd think that? <laughs> John, some more hop juice. I believe I want to have some more of Sierra Nevada's yummy harvest. Which so we're says, back, kids, did you miss us? In night, what did you do for for you know six weeks or eight weeks of no shows? I think that they started listening to MacBreak Tech. <laughs> You know, I do have to say the show about Leopard is, was pretty good. Thanks. I'll 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 grind that one to the ground. It was a good. It was a it was a different. Um, it was a different take on things. It was it was simpler for people like me who usually listen to Mac Break Tech and go, I can't listen to this. We're doing a couple of fun shows in the in the future. We are I'm, you gonna do one from Lagunitas? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing a we're doing a Mac break tech from Lagunitas. Uh, no, we're, I've decided that we're going to do some we're going to do some not so heady things between now and December. Are you going to explain the difference between ZFS and HFS or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and DMS, you know, and DMS, you know, or and DME, DME, yes, yeah, DME. Uh, no, actually, you know, I've never. This is the funniest thing. I've never sported wood over. A file system before until ZFS came out, and kids, that's why I can't listen to MacBreak Tech. <laughs> uh, let's see, where are we going next? Where's my little piece of paper? Um, You're folding into origami. Beer bus. Go for it. All right. It seemed like a good idea in the beginning. I was really looking forward to it, and about. Uh, about Sunnyvale? No, it was after that. It was after Mountain Wine, after uh, Mountain Brewery. The the uh, approving another one of Motors Rules of Brewing. What's that? Organic beer. Uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, can we go now? Because like, I was ready for a prime rib dinner at that point. Yeah, exactly. That I was, was I'm just like I want Bigfoot. I would really have you know House of Prime Rib. Just turn the bus around. The hopper. Yep. You know, I don't think they have uh, prime rib restaurants in Santa Cruz. I I don't think they even know what prime rib is. Sure they do, but they have to keep it underground. There's an underground prime rib prime rib place. place. You have to know somebody and knock on the door. Yeah. Who sent you, Bill? <laughs> yeah. Meet the meat. Yes. Well, the bus is fun. I like the bus. I thing is is that that much. It's a marathon. It's like running 26 miles. Not that I'm ever going to do that, but the idea is starting at 10 o'clock in the morning and rolling until 10 at night. Yep. It's too much. There's there's just too many chances to just... just See, I hung out with Chad after uh, when we got back to 21A. Yeah. Hey, what was that conversation about? I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. I don't remember anything after the organic brewery place. <laughs> I knew that I wanted more food than pizza. At, at, at and that was the other thing. So we, we And for some reason, I spent money. We're told, we're told along the way, yeah, there's going to be lots of food and that. So we get to Seabright in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, and there was pizza. They kept bringing us pizzas, and everybody would just grab a slice. I'm, there's no more pizza. Can I have, like, my own pizza? Because I'm really hungry, and... I think I got three slices of pizza, and I'm like, the waitress came back. I'm like, is there more pizza coming? She's like, no. 
That's it. I went across the street to the Quickie Mart looking for something and didn't really find anything. Mm. I think I left my candy bar on the bus. That's lucky bus driver. No, not really. What? <laughs> what? What was it? Uh, I think it was a Heath bar. It was either a Heath or a Score. Mm. Those are thin, toffee, chocolate-covered toffee bars that are crunchy. Score! Score! S-K-O-R. To make it seem really European. Nice. Because Heath is, uh, I believe, an English bar to begin with. So the other thing that happened on the bus trip, and I... This well, was, somebody threw up a lot. wasn't me. No, it was the guy sitting right behind us. So I have video of that that I might post. <laughs> Just the guy hanging over the sack. All right. Everyone's unhappy about that. Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> Uh no, the thing that was that I had um Pete Slosberg from former oh, yeah, we Pete We talked to Pete. We talked to Pete. We talked to Pete for about half an hour at at Sunnyvale. At Sunnyvale. As Cal lost to what loss was that? Oregon mm. State. No, mm. whatever. The Ducks. No, we beat the Ducks. The Beavers. We lost the Beavers. I think that no, it might have been UCLA. That was UCLA. That was losing to UCLA maybe. Uh, that was the, that was crushing for everyone watching that so the talking with pete it was fun because like i've talked with pete before and you know i've never really known you know i've never really talked to pete before as a fan uh-huh so it was a bit creepy for him and a did bit jump got, up and go pete 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 pete, <laughs> pete. Like, i didn't and this time so you know i've been around these things enough and i've seen pete everywhere and i've always tried to talk to pete and so this this time it was actually a conversation uh that i didn't record sadly but it was really enlightening um because we were talking about beer and chocolate and the way things used to be and how the increase, uh, the increasing interest in brewing beer, uh, brewing craft beer, because of the of the the better food movement that everyone's having, and that beer and wine, or beer is getting sorry, John. beer is getting more respect in the from the wine people. On and on, it was just what. Go ahead. I don't want to ruin them all. No, it's over. Better food movement. <laughs> well, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm you know sorry. what? You know, I thought it about was... it. I'm like, oh, uh, no, he's on a roll. He's on a roll. He's talking about something heartfelt. No, no, no. And the thing was, is that when I said better, better food movement, I was doing the same thing in my head, going, mm-hmm. uh, uh, movement. So anyway, you no, said I mean, food. Cause, cause, no, Pete. Pete's just such a nice. He's you know, he's a and really Mrs. cool and Mrs. Pete. Um, Mrs. Pete wasn't there, was she? Yeah, I think she was there. I didn't meet her. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Damn. It's that hallucinogenic watermelon beer we were drinking on the bus. Made out of pumpkins. Yes. Um, Pumpkin melon wheat beer. It's the pumpkin melon wheat beer. I see (laughs) rolling through Sunnyvale. Um, The bus was fun, but the bus wasn't as fun as last year because... To cover well, it out and say it, the breweries last year were better. Well, and the thing with those breweries is that we've been drinking those beers for a long time. Racer Five, all the Shun beers. Um, there was the there was the unveiling of the watermelon funk. Yep. 
there was a lot it was a lot of excitement about everything that we that we went to and that we experienced and most people on the bus had never been to Russian River right they had experienced the beers but they but they didn't know that that was was there and it was it was this is the benefit of a tour like this is that you get to go crawl around in the brewery. Right. Well, not crawl around, but you get to go walk around to the brewery. And we crawled around two of the breweries. We did. Um, I didn't go to the... No, three of them. All of them. Do we have to crawl around the organic brewery? Was that well, that was... No, the, the thing with the, the with the organic brewery is that it was just sort of there. Right. You could... It was like the barn... it was a brewery, brewery Yeah, the, a the barn doors opened, and you could just see inside, yeah. and there really wasn't much to see... Beyond that, yeah. it's like that's a fermenter, that's our mash tun, that's our kettle. It's cool. It's like everywhere else. These are the hot hippie chicks that hang out whenever you say organic. They're not going to talk to you because you're from San Francisco and you eat meat. <laughs> um, <laughs> once again, I mean, it was, once, uh, don't okay, okay everybody it was, it was, rewind it was, five it was, seconds it was, and, and, and it was it was a, it was. <laughs> It was, you know, if you don't draw attention to it, nobody will notice. It was a fun trip. It was, you know, it was a, it was a strong B. Um, it wasn't a knock your socks off, right? <laughs> well, the, you know what's really funny is, is that we could do that. That go to Bear Republic. Stumptown, Russian River, Lagunitas tour uh-huh. once a month, yeah. and the bus would be full. Oh yeah, every single time. Oh, especially Stumptown barbecue, where you don't have to pay for it. In case they forget, uh, you know they're so gonna. We have coming, what do we have on? What do we have left there on the syllabus for today? Let's see. Uh, Get this pumpkin beer, ten year magnolia. Beer bus, G A B F. Oh, long shot. Long shot. That's all yours. Um, so I met my. So the long shot contest is done by Sam Adams Brewing, and they invite home brewers from around the United States to send us to send us. That would be cool. I still don't have my steaks or my Quahog clams. <laughs> they invite the home brewers to send. Beer That's school. the true reason why we stopped yeah, recording yeah, for, two know, for two months. For two months, no steaks, no steaks or quahog clams. They invite brewers to send them, not us. Uh, different submissions. That different submissions. The the beer that they that that the home brewer thinks that this is their best beer. Now, what happens is the beer is judged through regionals, through bigger through a, another judging and then finally the the best of the best get sampled at the at sam adams and you know it's jim cook it's the head brewer it's the some of the employees it's the day-to-day people and from that they go eeny meeny miny and then they pick one actually they don't do eeny meeny miny mcdole yeah so in this case eeny meeny miny mcdole mike mcdole beer was chosen to be one of the three beers in this in the sam adams long shot six pack okay so uh hanging out at the brewery the other day uh and there's mike mcdole 
He was there with Chad, the producer, and Justin Crosley, the talent. I was there that day, but I left. It was night. It was was night. night, Yeah, this was night. Yeah. This was last Saturday. This was last Saturday. Exactly. Where was Justin? Because I saw Mike and Chad walking. I didn't see. He was there. He must. The king of all radio. Exactly. uh, What is it? Uh, Brewing radio. King of brewing radio. King of brewing radio. Um, because I talked to, and and Roger was there too. Yeah, Roger was there. All right. See, Roger's not being a brewer right now. Roger's being a wine guy or a truck driver or a truck driver. <laughs> so that's kind of why I didn't drop his name there. Because like, come on, he's a brewer. It's not once well, a brewer, always a brewer. John, words, words, John. words, John. John All right. Well, okay, so I was forming a thought that I was going to. So I'm sitting. I'm that sitting, I was going to throw Roger under 21, a bus. I'm sitting but, at 21A. Uh, his beautiful wife is bartending, and Mr. Chad, Mr. McDowell, and Mr. Crosley were all there, and you were discussing the finer uh, art, art of the designer just. Yep. And uh, you said, Mike, well, what's up with this Sam Adams thing? And so we talked about what he did. And so the story goes, and actually he's going to tell it better because he'll be on the show in the next couple of weeks. Can we afford to pay him to get on the show? We have to buy him beer. Actually, he's bringing his beer. Okay, yeah. We only invite guests who bring beer. Exactly. So he's bringing his beer. But he's uh, going to be home brewer part three. Okay. And so I can't think of a better home brewer to interview than the guy who won the long shot. Okay. Who lives, you know, just over there. Okay, yeah. So we were talking about his beer, and he was talking about his experience of actually winning the beer. Uh-huh. Or, or winning, winning the, the medal. Winning the medal. So at at the unveiling, you know, they announce that he's won, and he this has... This is the GABF, This right? is the GABF, and I... Where you had a press pass? I had a press pass to go, and I was invited to the long shot thing, and like, uh, I'm, all I'm going to say is... Before you're going to go to a trade show that's as important as the GABF, lock yourself away for 10 days. So he was, you know, he's, they've brewed his beer. Yeah. They have bought, you know, they have these, these. Well, I would assume uh, they'd have to figure out they could do it before they announced Yeah. So they, 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 you know, they ran it on their 10 barrel system or whatever it was. And they had a whole lot of bottles of, 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 uh, his long shot. And I don't know what it's called, but it's. I was just going to ask: Does he get to name it, or how does the? Well, it's his. It's his name, so it's Mike McDole, uh, IPA or whatever it ends up being. So is it Pliny the McDole it's, or Mike it's the Pliny, Elder? It's Mike the Elder. It's <laughs> Pliny the McDole. One of the. It's um. It's I stole Vinny's beer, gave it to Sam Adams. Homage. Homage. Right. It's an homage. So there's a picture. Of, Homework for this week is to go out and watch Deadpool. There's. I don't know what that is. Okay, go ahead anyway. So there's a picture of Jim Cook, Mike McDowell, and Vinny Chalurzo because Mike had to give up that he cloned Vinny's beer. And and Jim Cook, of course, knows who Vinny is because everybody's chasing Vinny right now. I've got a theory. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we discuss this theory last time? We did. It's a really horrible theory, but it's like, if you're chasing, you're like, oh, we could just claim this homebrewer made this. <laughs> it's all about the Simcoe. I'm thinking this is going to be a precedent-setting case in the world of beer law. <laughs> Good for him. Bully for him, as, as Teddy yeah. Roosevelt would say. Bully for him. All right. 
And with that, he gets a lot, a lot of recognition and tons of money. Uh, it's tons of money if you pay Vinny or Mike? Mike. In, he, they pay, he, they pay he, him pennies. He got five grand. That's a so lot of, that's that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. All right. So, did the, so who were the the other guys that won? Um, the third, somebody that made a watermelon wheat clone. The third, somebody that made the third beer wasn't really in, announced um, because that sounds it, like a scam. Because it's a because it's the employee beer. Ah, and the other guy was from Kansas City, I believe, but I don't have those notes in front of me. Because he's, he's got barbecue. What kind of barbecue is Kansas City? Is it the the tomato sauce barbecue? No, it's the uh, molasses barbecue. Okay. Memphis barbecue is tomatoey. Kansas City is molassesy. And who's dry rub? That's Texas. Uh, Texas is dry rub. I like dry rub. Yeah, that's like the best barbecue. Yeah. And Memphis minis kind of doesn't get any of it right. No, they do dry rub. I know, but it's kind of not. It's not quite right with Memphis its, minis. Is good. All right, it's good. we're going to argue about Memphis. It's a, lot, it's a lot better than the barbecue place in in uh, Lafayette. Oh yeah, that well I'll give you that. And they've got really expensive beer. But it is Lafayette, so you gotta give them a couple of points. Out there in the nine two five. We're not talking about Lafayette uh what? Where's the where's the other Lafayette? Louisiana? I'm sure there's Lafayette, Louisiana there somewhere. Let's see Wet Hop, G A B F. We're talking about Lafayette shot, that's a stop on Bart. Teach a friend a brew day, pumpkin beer, ten year magnolia, beer bus, twin peaks. <laughs> you know, um, there there are a couple of uh, famous TV shows that uh, and movies that people can think of in San Francisco. Um, movies, you got Vertigo, you've got uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer, uh, Star Trek Four, <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. I but, love you know, that movie. There are two TV series that I don't know how many people re- realize are actually locations in San Francisco. And one is Twin Peaks and the other is South Park <laughs> that have absolutely nothing to do with San Francisco. Come on and down Twin to Peaks. South Park. You're going to have yourself time. I remember when I first read before South Park even came on the air. Uh, they're going to do an animated series about South Park. And that's when it was still multimedia culture. Right. Where it was a bunch of computer geeks what, eating burritos on the swings. What it was all... Uh, <laughs> What was it? Uh, director. It was Macromedia Director. Yep. He was going to make... Uh, it wasn't even Flash. What was it called then? It was uh, Shockwave. Shockwave. Was it Shockwave? Shockwave was the director clone. And you made CDs of like interactive things before the web was invented. And it's like, they're going to make a cartoon about this? <laughs> WTF. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got the other great San Francisco location, which is Twin Peaks. Which are the two hills with no trees on them in the middle of the They city. used to have trees on them. No, I don't think they were trees. No, they did. Did they? This whole area was covered with redwoods at some point. Not true? No, San Francisco is a, bar- a barren peninsula. Oakland had redwood trees. San Francisco didn't. San Francisco is just like this. If you look at smaller scales, it's just like a spit where the river hits the river hits the ocean. San Francisco's been So barren. it's all sand dunes like... Sand um, dunes and like brush. Sand dunes and brush like you see out in the avenues. Yeah. That's so all the trees that got put in got put in by people. Yes. Most all the trees you see here were all, all the eucalyptus, all the pine trees. Those are all planted by people. All right. Well, I, um, I speak wrongly. Twin Peaks, the definitive Twin Peaks is coming out. Uh, Ten-disc DVD set. 
And so um, it's like a hundred bucks. It's a lot of money for ten discs. That's only ten bucks a disc. I understand. I but, paid thirty something for season four of Family Guy, and that was only three discs. And that was cartoons. That wasn't even real people. They're so, not real people. Stewie's not real. No. Bummer. So, um, yes, Twin Peaks is coming out, and I'm going to... Uh, my, we might miss a week because I'll be watching Twin Peaks over and over and over again. And for all of you kids who have never seen Twin Peaks, do yourself a favor and go out and just rent the first the the first show, the first episode. Yep. And as I said in the paper today, America's watching Cheers... It's like the, they were talking about the TV shows that were on. Oh, Cheers was on. To when Twin Peaks started. And Twin Peaks just – now there are a lot of shows that are like Twin Peaks. It was one of the first shows that came on the TV that the was – The weird editing. quality. Yeah. They, it was filmed like a movie. It's supernatural. And one of the reasons I never liked The X-Files is because The X-Files is a ripoff of Twin Peaks. That's going to get me hate mail. <laughs> Let's see. <clears throat> Let's take a, a quirky FBI agent. Yeah. And have them investigate paranormal things. It's Twin Peaks. Northern Exposure was Twin Peaks for stupid people. Even though I heard it was a pretty good show, that's another show I couldn't watch. Um, you know what? I was the only time that I watched the show, <laughs> um, uh, Northern Exposure, uh-huh. was when they made the trebuchet. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a, it's a catapult. Okay. And so they, the artist guy, was going to fling a cow for art. So he bought a cow from one of the people, and I'm like, so I'm like, he's going to fling a cow. I got to watch this because you're seeing the, the the previews on the TV. And at the time, I'm like, all right, I never want to watch the stupid show ever. You know, dude can't live outside of a bubble. Mayor, who's a who used to be a Gemini uh, or Mercury astronaut got rich blah 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 when we get back to 21a but remind me bubble boy okay just remind all me right bubble, bubble boy. boy so anyway bubble boy turned out to be goose who then turned out to be the 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 uh the doctor on uh, er that got uh offed at some point anyway, blah blah blah, blah. whatever it doesn't matter point is is that the only time i ever watched Northern Exposure was when they were going to fling a cow on a catapult. Turned out they didn't fling a cow, they fling a, a piano. Ugh. And I was like, oh man, what's the, where, where's the gigantic fun in flinging a piano? Can I just make this one suggestion for anybody who's still listening to this? Uh, if you've seen Northern Exposure and you've seen X Files and you've never seen Twin Peaks, Hmm. imagine like the creepiest X-Files. And for me, it was like the freaks that lived under, they kept under the house beneath the baseboards. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. Okay, so imagine the creepiest X-Files. Cross it with Northern Exposure, and that's Twin Peaks. Cool. <laughs> Except I watched Twin Peaks when it was on the first time. It was like, eh, whatever. Oh, I watched that religiously. Like, yeah. And I've got all the episodes recorded on VHS off of TV. Well, guess yeah. you could, guess you don't need those VHS tapes anymore. Nope. One day I might rip some of them. I got some old VHS cassettes. Like, <laughs> so we're drinking this beer from Moylan's Brewing Company called Hopsicle, which got the gold medal for Imperial or Double India Pale Ale. Do you know why they got all those medals? No, why? 
I was partying with them in their hotel room the night before. <laughs> the judges? No, no, no. Uh, Shane and Shane and Brendan. No. Oh. That's why they got all those medals. Producer and I, <laughs> producer and I, and Shane and, and Brendan and uh, Denise, who used to brew at Third uh, Street, now brews at, at Moylan's. We ended up back at, at uh, Brandon and Shane's room. Cool. And so I think it was the luck of beer school. Oh, right. Being 90% me and 10% producer. Well, yeah, 10% producer. <laughs> that that rubbed off and won Moylan's and, uh, and Marin Brewing all those medals. They won a lot of medals. It was unprecedented. And they were good medals. They were those gold medals. They're unprecedented medals because it's uh, uh, Moylan's won two golds and Marin won three. Four golds. How do you win four gold medals? I, I assume you just pay off judges. I guess. Those beers are good, but wow. <laughs> so this is the this is the beer uh, category that 21A got the bronze in. Yes. So this does taste a little bit like gold. There's a, I, there's a gold metallic coming through. I got to tell you, the double, for me, if you put the two of them together... The double trouble would be better because this is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hops. This is hops. This is so. This is so hops. My so, tongue stings because. So I understand from what I understand about this, the way that this beer is made, is that there's hops in every part of the brewing process. Yeah, like in the mash, in the boil, in in the fermentation, and they're using every form of hops possible. Extracts, pellets, all. Uh, oh no, not technically every form because I don't think they use wet hops in this. All right, so they don't use wet hops. I'm going to say they the, got hops. They got pictures of hops on the label. Right, hopsicle imperial ale. So triple hoppy. I'm going to. Uh, you know, part of it is that I don't really like this beer. Fucker up. It's funny. They they advertise this. This is a big beer, a lot of hops. Yeah. There's nothing about beating your wife on this label. <laughs> this is a hop tribute worthy of a King's Imperial Court. Enjoy the blast of fresh Cascade, Simcoe, Columbus, Athenum. I've never heard of Athenum hops. Oh, I haven't either. Chinook hops. As they stimulate the taste buds in a truly imperial fashion. Pucker up. And they even have a little map of how to get to Moylan's. It's it's right across the parking lot from Carl's Jr. at uh, Roland Boulevard off of 101. So you can get a $6 burger and go yeah. get a beer. It's either, it's either I think it's Carl's Jr. It's either Carl's Jr. or Jack in the Box. But no, it's a, it's a nice brewery. It's um it's the second one after Marin Brewing. They built a second uh, a second place further up the road on the way into the wine country on the Redwood Highway that eventually leads to Oregon and Washington. Um I know where that is. But it's it's funny because it's in a shopping center development off the edge of the freeway. So, you know, it's like the pad, that's the technical term, development that they built on. Mm-hmm. There's the Carl's Jr. and then there's Moylan's. But it's a great, it's a great brewery. Hmm. Um, nice building, too. It's needs, just funny because it's there. It needs more malt. With TJ Maxx. It's not balanced. I think that's the goal. I think the goal is not to balance on this one. And I think if the if the guidelines say a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hops, or you never know, this could be this could differ from the usual draft, and it could be tasting different from what went to the judges in uh, 
in Denver. It's possible. I heard one <clears throat> brewery sent all their beer in cans. In unmarked silver cans? Yes. That's cool. Watch out for the silver bullet. Oh, you know what we have waiting for us? What? Watermelon funk in a can. Where? Jesse's in Richard's basement. As soon, no, no, no. We know Richard doesn't lock. We know the address of his house. We know he doesn't lock the back door. Right. No, no. This is what we know about. This is what we know about um, watermelon funk in a can. Is that as soon as I get the RAM for Jesse's PowerBook, that that's my that's my beer. So hop on that. It's ordered. It should have been here on Friday, but now it's not. So we've come we've come through this in a very interesting fashion we've ended up at the peak here with the the hoppy 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 uh, i'm glad we didn't gold start. medal winning at the great american beer festival very well done guys yep we've had this beer around here for a while haven't ever had it on the show because i am not really a f- uh, i'm not really a fan of of this like this feels like work to me i would like even though I don't want to know all the words for beer, I would like to go through and have just a beer or some sort of thing that this is what Cascade tastes like. Oh. This is what Simcoe tastes like. This is what Centennial tastes like. This is what Zaz right. tastes like. This is what Holler Tower right. tastes like. This is what, you know. So when we were at the Wet Hop thing at the Bistro, yeah, the guy, uh, what's his name? The Moonlight Beer. We had Brian. 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 Mr. Hunt. Mr. Hunt. Brian brought three beers that he had. Oh, I had those. I had all those at Toronto. Right. So, <laughs> and so what you do is, so I was like, oh, this one's Cascade, this one's Chinook, and this one's some some other blend. So it's the same. It's the, it's same, the same beer. It's the same beer, just different hops. And so you're like, I'm tasting this. Like, oh, this is all Cascade. Uh, all right so and then then this is all chinook and then this was all something else and i'm like hmm can i have another glass she's like what do you want to do i'm like i'm you know playing mad scientist and i'm mixing these things together to see what they to see what they then tasted like yeah and that was uh that was a lot of fun well he's a mad genius he's well he grew one of the hops on his he does everything himself yeah down to distribution he works That's hard. Mas Macho. He works harder at brewing than anybody. He works harder at brewing than we do at podcasting. We're gonna have to fix that. Maybe we can get Brian to let us podcast from his brewery. It's funny because every time you see the address of the place, it's someplace different. And I grew up up there, and I have a pretty—I I could guess to within about a mile of where the place is. <laughs> and the last time I saw the address, I'm like, it's no place close to there. Hmm. It's a ruse. All right. What else do we have to talk about? Um, um, uh, we're going to Seattle in two weeks, and we need people to send in suggestions of where we need to go, even though we have a pretty good idea. Pretty good idea. We don't want to overlook Well, anything. so the thing we're going we're, we're gonna to come away from from Seattle is uh, touring Seattle beer. Oh. So we get to do that show after the fact. Oh. Hopefully... Pardon me. Hopefully, uh, 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 Elysian will still have Foster's Australian-style lager on. Maybe. Or pumpkin or beer. Foster's Child. Foster's Child. 
Odds are they probably have the pumpkin beer on. Seeing how they had it, they had. Don't they have a um, a pumpkin beer all the time. festival? Maybe one of the breweries up there I has. Think, I think you're has right. a has a pumpkin beer, and uh, you know, like we're gonna bring. Here's the recipe. I think knock yourself right. out. You know all. What this. else? What else? Are we gonna make a little pledge to? Keep the show. At yeah, we again. well. The thing is, is the <laughs> thing is, is that we ran into all these festivals and all this people running around and all the country stuff. And I couldn't leave the house when Cal was losing. And uh, the, it was my fault. After the bell rings, I can tell the story of watching Cal just start their plummet when the floor fell out from under them. All right, we have a little bit of beer left. We do. Um, cool. So um, I have. I have to plug the homework i have to what was last week's homework <laughs> never mind there was no homework at the end of the gabf wrap-up oh i thought i was going to the the gabf wrap-up homework is to get a brewery pass next year so you can go into the secret brewer's bathrooms i'm there because i'll have a press pass i won't go again until 2012 you'll see me there maybe 2010 so, um, by then I should own, win the lottery and I'll have my own rail car. We have the shout out here for uh, Tommy from Boulder, Colorado. Woo! That was that guy. Uh, I found the piece of paper that has his name on it. Tommy, uh, you're the man. I uh, got the demonstration of 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 the uh, the intro when he saw you. Jesse demonstrated. Yeah, he oh. can't do that now because Jesse laid down his bike. <sighs> I, heard, <laughs> I was hearing this story earlier today. It was like, oh, man, that sucks. Yes. Because we just saw him yesterday, and he was fine. No, he wasn't. He, he wasn't fine yesterday. That's he wasn't? when I asked him. He, when he was going to the basement, he was, like, dragging a leg behind him. Oh. Like, what'd you do? Hmm. You know, at least he's not like a dog where we have to, you know, put him down. No, the, you put the dog in one of those little, like, wheels chair yeah. things for his back Maybe legs. we can get some wheels for Jesse. No, nah, that would all right, homework. He's fine. He'll get better. He's young. Homework. The homework is beer. So what we did today was we got a pumpkin beer, a wet hot beer, a great American beer festival award winning beer. We have the beginning of holiday ale and good old session. Yes. Which is becoming, for me anyway, kind of a go-to reset, I know what this tastes like kind of beer. Yeah. Nicely done. You know what makes session better? If it was in a can. You know that we're going to be the poster boys <coughs> for Bitter American, right? Oh, I can tell you folks all right now. Besides that, buy your plane tickets. Motor oil's coming back out. When? You, motor oil's in the fermenters right now. Sweet. All right. So your homework is? Fly out to San Francisco. Find a oh. pumpkin beer. And there's a pumpkin beer that's made by one of the big breweries. I think it's St. Stan or something like that. St. Stan. I had a conversation the other day with somebody. St. Stan's still in business. No, but it's a. Uh, it, that's more hate mail. It's a. It's a. It's like the, 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 the moonlight beer. Not moonlight, but it's a. Moonlighting Strangers. That's there's a, there's box, a, the definitive box DVD of Moonlighting. Sybil Shepard and Bruce Wallace? Yeah. 
I always thought they should have been older. Um, so go out and find like so a, find a pumpkin beer. <laughs> yeah, and you can find them wherever you are because some crazy brewer in your area is making a beer out of a pumpkin and try it. And if you don't like it, tell them why you don't like it. Yes. So write a letter and say I don't like this beer because it's too much spice or it's not enough pumpkin or I it's on the seat. <laughs> Then, see if you've got harvest beer around. Find either harvest from Sierra Nevada, which you probably can find all over the West Coast. But if you're not on the West Coast, find or have experienced a wet hot beer. Now these don't; these aren't going to be around much longer. So, if you're listening to this in February of or March of 2008, if you're a Martian who's landed on Earth after we've killed ourselves, so but. But be ready for this because it happens in the fall uh, every year. And then start looking for Christmas beers. Start looking for Christmas beers and please write in and tell us what you're, what's tripping you out as being really good. And the big breweries, Coors makes a Christmas beer. Everybody makes a Christmas yeah. beer. So get like, Christmas beers. And even though, I'm, even though I'm not a Christmas fan, even though I don't want anything. Okay, holiday beer. No, no, no. It's Christmas beer, holiday beer. But even though I'm not celebrating christmas like that i get excited about this time of year because these are amazingly fun things to try does ben and jerry still make festivus ice cream i think so that's good ice cream Mm. it's a holiday for the rest of us and your last bit of homework wow there's lots of homework you can pick any of them or you can do them all but your last bit of homework is to find an award-winning beer from the Great American Beer Festival. We'll post a URL on the web page. Yeah, there's there's um, a lot of beer that won. It's got to be at the top of that. Didn't you just print that out from the web somewhere? Yeah, it is. Um, it's Oh, here it is. Beertown.org slash events slash G-A-B-F slash metals. M- not M-A-T-A-L, but M-A-D-A-L-S slash metal list dot A-S-P-X. M A D L I S T S dot A S P X or go to beer or go to beerschool.com slash metal winners. Or if you go to beertown slash G. No, if you go to beerschool.com slash metal winners, it'll take you to that list. Yes. I'll do the refresh so that people can find that. Excellent. Um, if your brewery, your local, won a beer, go down to them and say Mail it to us. Mail it to us. <laughs> we want presents. Christmas is coming up. Check this out. For, or Hanukkah. The, for, for American style specialty lager, Mickey's Malt Liquor won a bronze medal. Good for Mickey's. That's funny. I haven't had a Mickey's in a long time. Oh, it's horrible. In a delicious bronze medal winning sort of way. Hey, check this out. Maui Brewing Company. That we've had uh, coconut porter. We never had the coconut. We talked about. We, maybe you had the coconut. No, I this had, is a guy who never. We were supposed were to hook us up with connection. This is supposed to hook us up with coconut porter. The brewer guy was in town. I screwed up. Didn't call him back because I was busy with doing whatever else I do, and I never got hooked up. But Claudia, they had a can at the uh, at the the twenty one A. Yes, and Claudia saved me a taste. Aw, she's a sweetheart. I know. Really, gotta. Everyone has to love Claudia. Uh, what else? 
Henry Weinhardt's classic dark got a silver for American style dark lager. I remember Henry's dark. I liked Henry's you had dark. A blue label, didn't yeah, you? it was. Or no, that was the boar one. Henry's dark was either green or it was red. Red. No, red, red was red. Red was the red. We'll figure this out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Henry's. All right, so that's your homework. Thanks. Tell us what you think about the show by going to beerschool.com and type your name in the comment section. Yes. And uh, put a comment there. You can also write us a nice review on iTunes. Yes. So that Mr. Rice99's comment will start to stop showing up on the list. Oh, if you're in San Francisco next Saturday night, the Mayfire is playing. Gotta love the Mayfire. Where are they playing, Motor? They are playing at the Mezzanine. It's a sort of Battle of the Bands thing. And oh, it's free. If, if I you... get off my uh, Patukas, uh, we'll have a link so you can go to the site and vote for the Mayfire as the best band on that show. So go to beerschool.com slash the Mayfire. Because the Mayfire rocks. And it'll take you to the place where that They rock. Wow, we're going to start using that method for redirects. They rock. Mayfire rocks. The Mayfire rocks. They're like 50 times better than any band out there right now, except the tubes. Um, it's because you have a crush on the uh, lead singer. I don't have a crush on the lead singer. She's good. I have a crush on her because of her artistic ability. <laughs> Excellent. Speaking of artistic ability, we're having a coaster fight now. No, we're not. Uh, and that's only that leads us up to the last bit, and that is... Thanks for listening to Beer School. We have one last thing to say, and that is class dismissed. So, what was the story I was going to tell? I don't know. The bell's still ringing. Got to let it stop ringing. Uh, okay. All right, it stopped. Okay, these are ringing in my head. Um, um, JBF story, right? Okay. Note to the note to the world: the hopsicle gets better as it warms up. And Moreno always uses these, these really thick, shiny labels on all their beers. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. So don't drink the hopsicle too cold. Why is it live ale? All right, tell your story. I don't remember what it was doing. Hey, they have a map to the brewery on here. Yeah. Drink safely, recycle. Let's go next to Carl, look for the Carl Sr. Park in the parking lot. Email line. Brendan at Moylan's. It was, was it a GABF story? No. Well, I met this lovely woman from Tokyo who was at GABF My looking for different beers Tokyo. to import because she worked for an importing, especially importing company. Oh, yeah. There, I'm, I, there's this watermelon beer that I'm sure that the Tokyo people oh, would trust go. me. Trust me. I'm a dirty, dirty whore for that. Um, wow. You I, think, I, that, I you think that the American girls said, are gaga I, for it? I said Nikosan uh, would be here and he could take care of the stuff. That's like that's like the home run. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I talked to Nero, he's like, "Oh yeah, I already talked to him." Um, so I'm at the GBF and I'm walking around, and uh, I could build a really tall tower out of Jenga blocks. I found that out. You were going to tell a story about Cal. Oh, when I. Uh, the Saturday at the GBF, I was not at the GBF. My friend was taking me around and sightseeing. We went down to Colorado Springs, and I got dropped off. At Is this the producer? The, yes, at Canyon something, Canyon Country Brewing or whatever in downtown Colorado Springs. And uh, she said, I'll be back for you in four hours. I'll be back. 
And so I was watching football at the brew pub. And I had a really good burger at the brew pub and some really good soup. I'm watching some college football. And this is when Cal was ranked number two. 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 Second. And the the game that they were showing was uh, Louisiana State versus Kentucky. And Louisiana State was number one. So we're going, la, 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 watching, watching the football game and going, I can't believe that I have to care about this because if Louisiana or if Louisiana State or whoever that was lost, then Cal would be number one. And so I have my lunch. I take off. I go wander around Colorado Springs. And I come back to the brew pub where I'm going to get picked up. And I'm watching, and sure enough, they lose. So, oh, God, all Cal has to do is beat. At that point, I think it was Oregon State, or I forget who it was. It doesn't. Uh, no, no, Arizona? Arizona. It doesn't they, matter now. They lost. It doesn't matter at all. But um, that game wasn't, it was Arizona because it wasn't until the evening. You had to play football in the evening in the desert because it's hot. So we took off. We drove back up toward Colorado. We're going up to a dinner place. And I've got two friends who almost religiously now will uh, uh, send me text messages on my phone about the score of the Cal game as the Cal game unfolds. So we're driving around. We're headed up. And I start getting these, the, the game time starts, so I start getting these messages about what's going on. Cal's doing good. Cal's doing well. Cal's doing well. We finally get far enough on the hills, my phone doesn't work anymore. And oh. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, I'm not going to care. This is this is hanging this out is with good, folks. This is good karma. Hanging out with folks, having, having a good dinner. If we go into the restaurant, there's a TV. I'm not even going to look at the TV. I'm not going to care about what's going on. Have a nice dinner. That's where I had the Rocky Mountain oysters. Sliced. Uh, Uh, every single time that's just sliced with a sharp sharp knife Uh, Uh, i know that the animals we roll i know that the animal's dead by this point but oh as we roll back down the hill uh the way my phone works is every message that gets built up and not delivered right it like vibrates once for every message so all of a sudden we get to this point my my box like it's like 12 and i open my phone and you always get the most recent message so if you're going if you're if somebody's texting you scores of a football game all you get is the answer all you get is the answer (laughs) and um i can't fudging believe it was the message i got and my friend which which could go both ways. No, 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 no. If no, you, no, if, no. You I can know the person. You have to know the person. I know, but if you re- see me out of context, I can't fudging believe it. Could be. No, can't fudging believe it, and it wasn't fudge either. Um, was they blew it, mm. and then I go. I knew what happened. And I didn't have to look at the other ones, and I went back. And I, I watched. watched. It's funny. It's like watching. Say there's a diary of somebody who knows they're going to die in 36 hours. Right. That's what it was like reading my. Well, text I watched. Messages. I watched this game. This was the game when they didn't get the the last playoff in time, and and I didn't even know that. The and next, all until they the had, next day. and all they had to do was, yeah, it it was un. It was like, are you guys wanting to lose? Are you that stupid? Oh yeah, unbelievable game. And so I get back to the real world house where I was staying. In oh, yeah, the real world house where you made a tent fort. 
No, where I pulled out a couch and hid between the couch and the wall. That's like a tent flip. fort. It is. <laughs> and my buddy, Jaime, who was a guest on the show, uh, he's a gigantic Boston fan. At that point, Denver was swept up in playoff oh, right. fever because Denver had done this amazing run of like 23 straight games to go straight through the playoffs, sweep the playoffs. While Boston that night, I think, was getting beat about by, what, Cleveland? Cleveland rocks. And... This was the one that put them down, I think, 3 mm-hmm. 1. And so, my buddy Jaime, a gigantic Cal fan and gigantic Red Sox fan, had spent the morning at the GBF getting loaded. And as we all know, alcohol is depressant. Then he watches Cal lose the way they oh, lost. And then he watches <laughs> Boston go down 3 1. And so, he's just like suicidal. And I just can't get to sleep and I want to hide. So, thus the tent fort. It was a great wrap-up to the weekend. And if I wasn't dead tired, I wouldn't have gone back to the house. I would have gone to Falling Rock. Oh, right. But wasn't the house, like, wasn't the real-world house really, oh, that was Party really, Central that really fun that night? There are all these people going, your place is great. It was so much fun. And I'm like, I just wanted to sleep. I didn't see you there. But there was all these people that were wearing medals. Like, it was Metal Central. Oh, yeah. And the picture that wasn't taken was a bunch of people wearing their medals in the hot tub. Oh. <laughs> Although Sunday morning when I was helping neaten up, yeah. they did a good job cleaning up Saturday night slash Sunday morning. But Sunday morning before we left, I opened the hot tub and the water was literally brown. And it's it just like the smell is like, oh, God, if anybody went into that last night, they got a rash now. Why was it? They probably just poured beer in it. On Thursday night, I got back at about 3.30 in the morning to the real world house and the stereo was still going. And so I got into the hot tub because I'm like, I ain't going to the hot tub at one point. Everybody else is asleep. Yeah. And so I get I, I get in the hot tub and I only folded back half the lid. I'm sitting there like, this is nice. The jacuzzis are on. I'm like hanging out. And the whatever station it was on, it like goes to the dead. And it's like this like hour-long live dead thing. It's like listen to the truck and I'm like, this is great. All of a sudden, I put like my hand under and there's this pizza, piece of pizza floating <laughs> in the hot tub. <laughs> Oh, it was the real world. It was. (laughs) There was a lot of beer in that house. A lot of beer in that house. Some wine, too. But a lot of beer. And every morning, it's just like, no, I just want coffee. I don't care if you're making breakfast. I just want coffee. I've heard that uh, Lorenzo made amazing meals. He was only there for for Saturday night. But, yeah, Saturday night, he took every leftover that there was and made something out of it. Yeah. There's a lot, I just like look in the fridge and go, why did you buy all this stuff? Because they went crazy. Yeah. They lost their minds. I'm just like, you know their restaurants. Thursday, no, Friday night. Um, Friday night, Jaime and myself and uh, Mr. Freysha, Nico, there was a new Belgian restaurant in Colorado, in Denver. And so we left the festival and headed out to the, the new Belgian place. Mm. That would be a new Belgian restaurant. So the new Belgian has a restaurant. Oh, a new Belgian restaurant. All right. Yes. I was going to say, where's my poster of of uh, Mothership? We'll have that. We'll have we'll have that guess soon. We'll look good. It's going to go good right there. Right so, next. She got a sweet job. I got to tell you, she. It's like God. I wish I could be a beer rep for New Belgium. Could be. All right, uh, I think that's about it. I have a little bit of beer left. That was a great story. <laughs> but I remember watching the game going, how stupid can you guys be? 
What's going on? Oh, this is the Cal team I remember. Funny thing about the session beer bottles is that the caps have rock, paper, scissors underneath them. Do they? Yep, check it out. Okay, right now. Where's your cap? Where's my cap? Oh, wait. My cap's down. That's right. Your cap's over there. Oh. Oh, we can't. Cap's missing. Can't play the game there. It's just going to be scissors, scissors, scissors. Hey, kid. Give me some scissors. 